Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In the months leading up to the 75th year of independence, we've experienced bursts of news about it on every platform. Businesses, schools, government offices, hospitals and others made it a point to celebrate this day and honour what led to it. Amidst all this, we had the privilege of interviewing someone very special, Mrs. Kamala Naidu, daughter, wife, mother, grandmother, friend and a member of the silent generation. Her journey through life has been contemporaneous to India's notable struggles and advancements before and after August 15, 1947. We'll start off with a little family history, sharing close encounters of the family with our historical leaders and stories of patriotic appreciation. My father was born in Tenali, in a small village, Thirumala, and he was a, one of the few freedom fighters from there. And when he was 21 years, he went to Burma. And from Burma, he went to Malaysia. In Burma, he joined INA. He was there for four years. He worked with Subhash Chandra Bose, his ideas and he and all this. And he, from there, he was appointed as Azad Hind Dal as an accountant in Azad Hind Dal at headquarters. And from there, when he was there with him in uh, Malaysia, he, were, he wrote a book, a pamphlet, India's Freedom Struggle from British Rule. And he sent that to the Prime Minister, Governor General of India, leaders of the opposition, Mahatma Gandhi, Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru, Sri Patabi Sitaramaya, Rabindranath Tagore, N.G. Ranga Raugaru. He wrote to them and he got very nice replies from them. And he also wrote a small stick about Azad Dal. It was raised by Subhash Chandra Bose to mobilize the efforts of fight for the freedom of India. That's, then he wrote a pamphlet titled An Elatical Idea of Indian Advancement and Administration. And he sent this also to them and he was praised for all this, his work at that young age for him to do all this. And he, he was, when he was there, he got married to my mother and my brother was born, I was born, and my younger brother was also born in Malaysia. My mother was also from Malaysia, though she was from Lillur. Her forefathers shifted to her, so she was born there. Oh, when we were there, then the war started, uh, in the Japanese war. Then he didn't want to keep the family to be a hindrance to his work. So he sent us back to India, to his brother's place. Okay. Uh, to Guntur, we came here. And for two years, we didn't know where he was, neither we could correspond with him, whether he was alive, nothing. We could get any information from the government. Mm -hmm. At that time, my younger brother died in India, but okay. he didn't know. We went back after the war 
in 42, that's when he came to know that my, he lost his son. And when we went back uh, to Malaysia, he started working in a rubber estate, Shankar Salak rubber estate as manager. And he took part in a trade union. He was the secretary in the local trade union. Then he was the president of staff union. Then he was the secretary of labor party. And he was the founder member of Andhra Association in Malaysia in 1955. He was very fond of Andhra and he wanted to come back to India always. And he wanted to serve Andhra Dhani and Andhra Jana, he used to say. He wanted always separate identity for Andhras. Okay. Okay. You know, he had aspiration of Andhras for a province of their own. Mm -hmm. And so when he, because we were, Andhra was with Madras province before, he, he said, no, Andhra should have separate one. So he wrote letters to all the uh, top people to see that we get, but he didn't <laughs> live to see that. <laughs> it was really sad. But He was uh, a true Indian, Andhra. He loved India. He wanted <laughs> to always come back to India. He wanted my brother. He never wanted my brother to go back to Malaysia and work. That's how we stayed back in India. Oh, he wanted me to marry Andrai. So he sent back my mother. My brother was, in fact, studying in Malaysia in a Lila College. So he sent my mother, me, and by then I got uh, another sister was born in Malaysia. And he was so fond of Subhash Chandra Bose that he named my sister Subhashini. And then when three of us came to India and mother was looking for bridegrooms for me, he told mommy, you fix the marriage, I'll come, I'll come to India, perform and take you all back to Malaysia. Then when he came in December, in December uh, 31st, he came and then 4th of January, he had to go to Calcutta to do this trade union that was sent by, he was sent by Malaysian government to do the course in trade union for three months. So when he went there on the 4th and then 9th, he had a heart attack and he fell down in the bathroom after a game of tennis and he expired there. Okay. Oh, you can imagine the plight of my mother with three children who were, who I was not married. My brother couldn't work because he was still studying mm -hmm. and she had a hard life too. Then he, she had to publish she not she didn't publish. She answered this matrimonial columns and got me a alliance. That's how I was married to an army officer. My my father-in-law was also in the uh, British army. He was also in the British army. He he was in First World War veteran. He fought in Burmese sector. He drew army pension during his life. Time. He worked with the British Army for 15 years. So he was uh, getting pension till he died. Okay. And then my husband's younger brother was also in the army. And my, uh, three of his brothers were in the army. One was in the civil services and one was in BSF. And two were in the army. So we, my husband's side, they all belong to the army life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> army family. No, it was nice.
right. and uh, this alliance was brought uh, was uh, given by his uncle my husband's uncle my father uh, his father's elder brother who was also in the army he was uh, in the army he was a colonel he was in dehu road he was working there he came and saw me he agreed to the match and he told his uh, nephew you come and get uh, come and see her and fix the marriage my mm-hmm. as my husband was doing a course in bombay dndm course he couldn't come but my mother was very you know she was worried that where he will go away here i went to pune to see him <laughs> and he came from there from bombay and we were got engaged there in pune that's where we started our army life that's how we started but uh, army life is so nice uh, he was a lieutenant when we got married mm-hmm. and he was posted in jammu mm-hmm. imagine me born in malaysia i didn't know any other language than english and telugu because my father insisted on talking in telugu not much in english or malaysian language or in tamil because he was always fond of telugu oh he said you shouldn't learn other language be talk only in telugu oh i was married when i went to jammu i didn't know a word of hindi and mm-hmm. there north you know nobody talks in tamil telugu english a little bit they used to talk in english all right but uh, you know servants with the neighbors everybody we had to talk in hindi oh i didn't know the language so i used to do in sign language i used to talk to them explain to them what they what they want and we learned so much in army life by well, lord i can't tell you what he taught me he taught me how to be independent i learned driving i learned how to write a check and cash money because he wanted me to be independent you know mm. when he's posted to field areas and all i have to take care of the children right. so i had to take them to school to bring them back all that he had to make me independent because i was uh, i lived a sheltered life with my father in an estate so after that when we went to from jammu then we were posted to so many other places i must tell you how we started our life we had only a cycle those days 1957 i'm talking about he had a cycle and one day when he came back from office he told me he wants to go for a movie get ready soon we'll have lunch and get ready do i had long hair at that time so oh, i take some time to comb my hair i was combing my hair he got ready and i was combing my hair wearing my sari and all that being a new bride and all i wanted to dress up nicely and go by then because i was late by i think by 5 or 10 minutes i don't know when he went out there was no tanga and he will have left me and went off from that day you can imagine i have but never delayed any any part first i used to go and sit in front outside when he is getting ready that's how i learned punctuality then etiquette and all he taught me how to sit in a table when officers are sitting we have sitting down dinners which spoon to you use first from the left to right all that he taught me army life was wonderful we had such lovely places lovely postings and about in those uh, 27 years of my married life i saw 13 stations 
Wow. I must thank army for, you know, for, as to see so many places where I couldn't have seen otherwise. We have to spend money, but army had such lovely postings, had a lovely time. And I had three daughters whom we educated and they're all standing on their own feet. And we, they're all on their own, all mm. that due to my husband's and my upbringing. <laughs> it's very interesting to know the life on the inside, especially when we're not connected to the forces in any way. I've heard that the wives also, the families rather, have a lot of responsibilities when you're connected to the force. We had to look after the families of the Javans, because their husbands leave them and go on duties and they're left behind and they're not very well educated and if they want any help or anything they have to come to us as officers wives we used to go there and we had inspections for their houses go and see them how they are living talk to them hear to their problems try and solve them and we used to teach them a little bit like candle making embroidery knitting so that they can pass their time like that and how to look after their children if they're sick what all to be given where to take them we used to help them also with the hospital we used to give vehicles and send them to hospitals with the children and uh, but there was even one those days which used to be called only welfare centers now it is called ava that is army wives welfare association so we used to have stalls during melas, Christmas mela, Diwali mela. We used to have stalls and keep their things, whatever they have made, and sell them for them and give them. And most of the money we used to give it to the welfare centers. Okay. So that's how they used to learn everything from us. We used to guide them mostly. Mm -hmm. so it was a nice experience with them. They used to... You know how proudly they used to exhibit their things in the house. They used to not cook that day when they say that we are coming. They used to make tea and treat us like uh, uh, gods. Come and touch our feet. <laughs> they say, so nice, madam, you so came sweet. to our house. So humble and very nice. They used to be real. And one more thing I want to tell you about uh, army life is in 71 war, he was, uh, we were here in uh, Secunderabad. Mm -hmm. And from here, when, during the war, he was posted to Lucknow. Lucknow. Mm -hmm. so, and uh, Lucknow, he was in charge of the prisoners. So he had to send his transport to the borders and get the prisoners from there, bring them there and look after them and keep them like not in jails, it's like uh, tents they used to make and keep them. You have to keep them safe. They might run away. So it was all his responsibility, uh, feeding them, looking after them, if they are hurt, taking them to hospital and all. So he couldn't come home to Hyderabad to see us and children. And it was one year already. And uh, January, uh, the schools will start. And this was December. I was worried that uh, we have to get admission, I have to take the school living certificate for them and take them there. He said, I can't come. If you want to come, you have to come on your own. I said, okay, I'll do. So I packed the whole house, handed over the house um, uh, to the MES and then sent the things by lorry and few boxes we packed. He sent a Batman who was like an orderly who mm -hmm. looks after the families, you know, when we want some, any help. Mm -hmm. Oh, he sent him to bring us. 
but he was only a batman so he can't travel with us he will be in another compartment at least with the luggage he can help oh when we were going from here to lucknow in the train on the 19th there was a blackout oh, in the okay. when we got down when we had to change in itarsi the train to another platform and there was a black blackout immediately they have to switch off all the lights siren has blown and everything train will be in dark all the black curtains will be put and you can't put torches or anything small candles or anything that we had to walk and i had this small young girls with the batman with the luggage coolly and middle of the night we had to change the platform from one to the other i took them like that we went to the other station got into there went to lucknow and he was not there he was in the border again he was went with the luggage anyway there in our brother officers and their wives are so nice those who are there they help us when we go to a new station they don't let us cook for two three days all the wives and officers who are there left behind they'll come and help us they'll take us and by then luckily i knew driving i took the children to the school put them then he came back later after 15 days <laughs> to meet us that was the way we lived in the army it was a tough life we had lovely life all brother officers they all help you in every way wherever we are we don't think we are andrites they are tamilians and they are punjabis and we all live like a family we have get togethers parties and we learn their dishes they learn our dishes and uh, the once uh, uh, my ladies my friend's husband was asking me what do you call your husband i said do you call him by his name ravi i said no in our uh, customs we can't say his name so mm-hmm. he said what do you call him i said amandi so from then on all officers started teasing him amandi amandi <laughs> <laughs> that's how they used to call him it was a lovely life even now though he's not there though i miss him i love this army life the way the army looked after me even now we have all the facilities easy just as there canteen is there army club is there so we still live the army family we live a lovely life i really miss it and i hope if there is a birth next birth i would like to be an army officer army officer's wife oh <laughs> <laughs> after all all of this um amma coming to our 75th year of independence what were you feeling i have never seen the celebrations like this in my uh, 75 years of independence this is the first year it has been celebrated mm-hmm. so well and i feel everybody is know how to celebrate independence i think they are proud that they are indians and they are uh, how much the elders are for fathers and the freedom fighters have given up their life to give us this freedom right. so i am really happy and it's nice to see all the houses decorated with flags and everybody going with in the cars cycles even buses auto rickshaws everybody this is the first year i'm seeing this and then on 16th at 11:30 telangana said that 11:30 everybody will stop and sing janaganamana oh. wherever we were wherever they were 
even in the roads, in the cars, everybody got down from the cycle and even on the this, uh, this road, uh, what are those, the street lights, everywhere, all the cross streets, everybody, everybody got down and from autos, auto driver, everybody got down and gave salute and this, and there were loudspeakers and they all started singing. So it was so nice. This And now I think other states are also copying. I think today or tomorrow, I think uh, Maharashtra is doing it. So it was okay. so nice. I'm proud that they're all thinking how much India has progressed. Really nice. Everyone should have the belief of Indianness. We need to appreciate India for all the progress in the past, it's today, and this future place in the world. Youngsters should first think of what they can do for their country and the role they would play to continue India's surge into the future as a world leader. Kathas like these add timeless value to our journeys. In the words of Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose, life loses half its interest if there is no struggle, if there are no risks taken. Until next time, take care and spread the love.